1: Welcome to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blasey, and this is episode 101. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about a back-to-back story with Cameron Deerfield from Ohio. All right, today is Tuesday, February 11th, 2020, and I am by myself today. And today we are talking to Cameron Deerfield from Ohio. And we are talking to him about his back-to-back seasons that he's killed one in particular buck. So what he likes to do is pick out one deer and go after that deer. And that's it. It's either that deer or nothing. That's what we're talking about today. I've actually had Cameron on the podcast before. If you go back and check out episode 62, we talk about the deer that he killed last year. It was 180 nine inch huge deer i believe it was 189 inches somewhere right there he killed that deer and then this year he kills another giant on the same property with his bow so it's pretty cool it's a good story but before we get into it i just got a couple things i do want to talk about and yes today's podcast is a little late i didn't get it out on monday but uh, for good reason, I was actually in Reno all last weekend. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the reason why I was in Reno is because that's where the SCI convention is, Safari Club International. So we were hired to go down there. Lee and I went down there to cover the show. What we had to do is take B-roll and and interview some uh, some people for the SCI to, to make a promo for next year's SCI. So that'll be coming out soon. You know, we spent the last four or five days in Reno. So I haven't got a lot of stuff done other than that. I mean, we were working daylight to dark basically and, and getting a lot of that stuff done. But the cool thing is I actually got to film an interview with Donald Trump Jr. Now it was only about 10 seconds of it just because, I mean, it's Donald Trump Jr. He had like nine secret service people around him all the time. And, He's just really hard to get a hold of so we were able to pin him down for about a minute and literally it was only about a seven second answer but it was pretty cool nonetheless got to uh rub shoulders with him a little bit and got to interview him so that's pretty cool and um, a lot of other cool people we got to interview as well but so that was what I was doing all weekend. Justin is off doing trade show stuff as well so eventually him and I will be back on this doing podcasts with. You know, with guests, but uh, for right now, I'm going to keep rolling by myself, and uh, when he gets done, we will be back as uh, Batman and Robin, as a lot of people like to say, so a couple other things, um, also this Thursday, February 13th, I believe, at 7 p.m. Eastern, my my dear from Iowa, the Great Hambino is airing on the Kiefer Brothers underscore Humanimal YouTube channel, so if you go to YouTube and type in Kiefer Brothers, it'll come up. It's going to be seven o'clock p.m. Eastern on Thursday, February thirteenth. That that show will air. So go and check that out. Leave a thumbs up on there. Subscribe if you haven't, and leave a comment in the comment section because it's really cool. And it, it, the hunt came out really good. And I hope everybody enjoys it uh, just as much as as I did, and, and everybody else that uh, behind the human animal walls has has seen it and you know enjoyed it as well. So I didn't want to forget that. Um I think I basically touched my bases uh, other than also thank you for the support on the podcast. The podcast is trending up which is is great. A lot of downloads and a lot of people are DMing me and and talking about the podcast and really liking what we're doing so I really really appreciate that. And I will reiterate just to go to Apple Podcast and leave a 5-star rating. That'd be huge and possibly leave some feedback. So I appreciate that. This lengthy uh, intro just by myself, um, I'm going to shut it down to get over with this interview with Cameron. So thank you guys for listening and uh, enjoy this conversation I had with Cameron Deerfield. All right, today we have a returning guest on Cameron Deerfield. He was actually on episode number 62 talking about Papa's Pride. and uh, Dude, I'm excited to have you back because you did it again this year on the same property that you killed Papa's Pride on and I can't wait to hear the story.
2: Ah, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> finally. Yeah. It was a it was a rough, long, cold season. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. And you know, in the first episode, you know, like I said, episode sixty two, we talked about some different things. We talked about how you were just getting started with the outfitter that you're, you and a buddy started, correct? Yep. so we, we we talked about that i mean you were just in like you're getting ready to launch that thing at that time weren't you
2: yeah yeah we i mean it was all new we, we we started it well we started getting it ready at about january and uh but we didn't really get started until about april by yep. time we got all the all the farms and everything and i mean just me just me and and one other guy and by the time season started, we had about 200 tree stands set up. We had we were running like 250 cameras. Um, had 42 plots put in. I mean, it was it was a it was a hell of a summer. How
1: how how did you find time to hunt this year?
2: <laughs> uh, it was very hard, man. It was bouncing back and forth. Like, well, luckily, the property that all the property that I actually got hunts on is about two hours away. So there was times like I would like. You know, if, if I didn't have clients for like a day, I'd just drive home and just and just hunt and actually load load, load everything back up and, and drive back down there. And I mean, it was it was it was it was hell.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. So let's get into this deer that you killed this year, named Rocky. So before we even describe the deer, I don't want to describe him yet. I mean, you hunted your butt off this year for him. But you did say that you hunted a little different than you did with Papa's Pride, correct? I mean, because you had yeah you had the outfitter outfitting business going first season, so uh-huh. you obviously had to put a lot of time towards that, and then you had family as well. I'm sure you had to designate designate some time towards family. And so, first of all, I I want to to talk about the farm, the farm that you killed this buck on, and actually your last four deer. And this is yep. this is what really intrigues me is this farm that you're on and how pressured it is. So let's go and break down this farm. Like how many acres is it and how many other guys hunt other than you?
2: Um, the, the, farm in total is like 1900 acres. Um, I've actually killed my last four deer in like the same 120 acre circle. Okay. Um, two of those deer have been out of the same tree. Uh, but it's just a lot of pressure. There's four other guys that actually hunt this farm. Um, all my neighbors around me hunt. They bow hunt. They gun hunt. Um, and, and it's like uh, it's, it's one of those deals where like we're all kind of friendly, but like I'll ask them if they have a certain deer on camera, and no, 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 no. And then as soon as <laughs> I shoot it, and, and then as soon as I shoot it, it's like, oh, well, I did have them on this day and this day and this. Day. I'm like,
1: okay, <laughs> right? Yep.
2: But uh, but out of those out of those four deer I've shot, three of them have been shot before I shot them. Um, It's just, I mean, it's, you know, there's this whole stigma of, oh, you, you just want private land. That's, that's, that's why you're shooting at deer. I mean, I've, I've hunted public with less pressure than all all these farms have. Um, It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's, it's the type of environment that there's a lot of bow hunters. They're mainly crossbow hunters, but they still bow hunt a lot. Um, And then when gun season comes, they're out pushing every single wood patch. Right. Um. So it's it's hard to it's hard to let it to, to let a certain deer grow, and you're taking a huge chance every year doing it. But it, it's 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 paid off for me.
1: Yep. So 1,900 acres, which is is fairly pretty big. I mean that's that's a that's a good chunk. Um, with four other guys. Now, do you guys have any rules? Do you have certain areas that you only can hunt, or is it free game wherever you guys want to go on this 1,900? Each of you can hunt it.
3: Um, it's kind
2: of weird. I mean, technically we can hunt wherever, but they kind of respect what I do. They don't put as much effort into it as I do. And so they kind of respect the spots that I've kind of picked out or like the area pretty much that I've picked out. Um, So it's, it's, so that's kind of cool, but they, they're also the type of guys that don't pay attention to wind. They don't, you know, so they're in here just hunting any, any wind, wind blowing everywhere. Um, You know, by, by, by November, you, it's hard to even see a deer because all these guys are just coming here and, you know, it's, it's, that part makes it rough. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, I don't really associate with the other guys a whole lot. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll text me once or twice a season. Hey, you seen anything? Blah, blah, blah. Or if they, if they shoot one, they'll, they'll, they'll text me. And I, I, mean, I'm more than willing to go out there and help them. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, Un, unspoken, you know, boundary. I got gotcha. you.
1: <laughs> now, do those, do these guys, these other four guys, do they see these deer at all in the stand or in the season that, that you're killing?
2: I don't think they've ever seen any of the deer I've killed in person. Not the guys that hunt this farm, uh, guys on other farms have. Um, but they they definitely get, get trail cam pictures of
1: them. Yep, for sure. So, I mean, they know that they're in the area, you know, and are these other guys killing deer as well, just, you know, not ones to really uh, hold out?
2: Not real. I mean, yeah, but I think the biggest... Like, one of the guys is my father-in-law, so I do talk to him. But he's he's, he's killed the biggest gear out of all of them. And it was like 140-inch buck out of, one, out of a spot that I put him in. Yep, um, I
1: got you. But,
2: you know, the other guys I think just killed like a 120 tops.
1: Okay. So, now... How big of an area? You, you know, you said you killed these bucks and all within like 120 acres circle. Is that what you're focusing in on? Is just that area and, and you know, whatever happens happens in there.
2: Uh, yeah, pretty much because it's kind of worked out because 120 acres just seems to be the best habitat. Um, it's it's probably 70% ag field, so there's not a lot of woods, but the woods that's there, as long as you know how to hunt them. And you understand the, how how they deal with bedding, betting, um, it, it it really pays off.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Like, for some reason, I'm gravitating more towards like smaller timber sections. Like, I really like that. And in a way, I feel like it could be easier to hunt, but also a lot more difficult in times like for access and you know other ways yeah. of being able to get in there and actually get right on top of them. And sometimes it doesn't lend for a good opportunity but i totally get what you're saying so what was the what was the ag this year what was the crop rotation
2: uh the entire farm was corn which i'm not a fan of Um, (laughs) okay and I, i say that because when there's soybeans i noticed that the bucks i do have here tend to put on a little bit more uh growth also there tend to be more bucks um when there's corn
3: it It's,
2: it, 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 I don't know, corn really doesn't do a whole lot for deer as far as, you know, uh, it's not that great for them. You know, it's like, right. be, like you know, beans are, have way more protein to them than everything else. So, it I mean, if I had to choose, I would want my entire farm and nothing but soybeans.
1: I gotcha. So... And, and i agree with you with the cold corn thing too with you know beans being a little more protein and, and better for the deer one thing i do like standing corn for though is access like you can you can access some really hard places to get to if you have them um yeah. and I feel like you know it's basically just a screen too if you uh, you know if you got a food plot on the edge of an Of timber and ag or something i i really enjoy that but it is it can be very difficult to hunt especially when the corn stays up all year (laughs) and your deer numbers you're just not seeing deer
2: see luckily the 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 situation on this farm um like i said it's way bigger than the area that i'm that that i'm hunting so i get access from pretty much any way that i that, that i actually want to i gotcha and once once you learn where and you know and I told you my my style. I pick out one single buck a year and that's all that I care about. Yep. So once I figure out his bedding, I can access through creeks, through you know, all these different things without him seeing me. Um so, you know, I the corn is good for that, but uh I'm just like I said, I'm just not a fan of it as far as killing deer. First off it, it it holds the deer and hides them until, you know, October. You know. And then when it's cut, you know it's it's. You really don't see the deer come back until until about January. Right. Yep. Um,
1: yeah, for sure. I I agree. So transitioning to Rocky here now. Last year, when you were on Papa's Pride, did you know anything about Rocky? Was he in this farm on this farm around, or was this like a new deer that showed up this summer?
2: Oh uh, no, Rocky's been here since uh, 2017. Okay. He a four-year-old. He was a four-year-old in 2017 probably 140 inch nine point um last year he was about 165 inch to 170 inch 10 point and i passed him twice at uh 15 yards
1: okay so this was the buck that you passed while you were hunting papa's pride that you could have killed twice
2: yeah yeah Yeah, he's he's one of them i also passed a a deer i was in like the low 70s that the neighbor actually ended up killing
1: okay i got you so, I mean, that must have been hard to, to pass that deer. <laughs> I mean, as oh, a 10-point, 165-inch 10-point, that's a stud.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, but I was chasing a 190-inch deer. Right. You know, so yeah. it, it, that made it a little bit easier. Yeah. You know, uh,
1: now, just but, to go back to last year, when you were passing Rocky, I mean, you must have had almost a guarantee in your head that you were going to get an opportunity at Papa's Pride. Is that is that correct? Or was it like... Whether I do or not get an opportunity, I'm passing this deer. doesn't matter at all.
2: I mean, as, as we know as, as hunters, we're not guaranteed anything. Right. Um, and if you would have asked me the day before postseason if I if I 100% thought I was going to kill Papa, I would have said yes without a doubt. Um, if you would have asked me the second week in November if I was going to kill Papa, I would have been like, man, I don't, I don't know. Yep. Um, it, he just changed his pattern that much. Once that once that velvet came off, he became which you know as these as these big deer do. He, he became completely different. Um, mm-hmm. I I literally went from so I actually live on this property. Okay. And I went from shooting my bow every day and Papa being 150 yards from me in the soybean field, literally just eating beans, hearing my arrow slap target and not caring, and to seeing three times the entire season.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah.
2: You know, um, so, you know, I, I I ended up killing him or killing him on November 28th, and man, it was uh it that was a battle. That that was a battle. <laughs> that, that 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 wore me out because, like I said, I, I had a 60 days, two hundred thirty plus hours, a uh, hundred and ten different different tree stand setups. You know, I was just going in, hanging, banging. You know, but I wasn't super aggressive on him. I played it smart and, and stayed low key the whole time. Now with Rocky, I just got, I just got right in his bedroom all the time and just humming hard.
1: Now with that tactic on Rocky, was it because you were feeling maybe a little bit of pressure because you also had the outfitter job, you know, business that you're trying to run. And then you had some more irons in the fire that you weren't going to be able to have 60 days to be able to get on this deer. Was that, was that a factor?
2: Oh yeah, that, that, that was a big factor, and another big factor was looking back on Papa and, and looking at the situation. I knew where Papa was the whole time. I just couldn't get to him because he was standing in, in a sliver of timber between two standing cornfields, and if I walked through that corn, he was busting me. Yep. Um, so knowing that, and you know, just going off of like you know the past, and I was like, look, I, I have limited time to hunt. If I learned any, any lesson last year, it was just go for it and do not, do not hold, hold, hold back anything. So with a limited time and my new, you know, my new lessons learned from Papa, I just kind of just, you know, went for it. And I saw Rocky four, four to five times before I actually killed him. And I mean, I was, I was on him, man. You know, uh, it, he, he was, he, he would disappear for a couple weeks every now and again. And, uh, but whenever he, he was here, I knew it and I was and I was I was on him. I filmed him like three three times total. He was he was under my platform uh about ten minutes after after dark one night. Um it just uh it was it, it was a blast hunting this deer. <laughs> That's crazy.
1: <laughs> now you know, you said you passed him up a couple times when you were hunting Papa the year before. Now did you take any of that historical data into effect for this year where you're like, okay, I felt like I had a little bit of a pattern on Rocky as well, and kind of like me- put that in the memory bank and then use that for this year. Or was it just like clean slate? Whatever happens, I'm going to adjust to it.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, I did. I actually killed him in the first place. I got a picture of him, uh, not this past summer, but the summer of eight, eighteen, the, the, the year I killed Papa. Okay, I actually killed him within thirty yards of that of that first picture. Um, which, you know, he was here since 17, but my very first picture of him in 18, that's where I killed him at.
1: I gotcha. Um,
2: it was two different times of, of, of the year, obviously, but it, uh, but, you know, he, he didn't stick to his pattern and all that. I don't really see that a whole lot. What, what I notice is i when on these, on this farm, I'm hunting the oldest deer here, the deer that I have the most history with, the deer that catches my eye and, that's how I single out each one of these deer. And what I've kind of noticed is it's kind of a mixture between his old pattern and the pattern of the deer I just shot. He okay. kind of takes over a little bit. You yep. Know? Yep. Um, so you got to kind of you got to find a happy balance there, and, and it, that's the hardest part I think because you don't ever know what what area he's going to take over. You know. Yep. Um, but you know, cameras and you know all the intel, all that. That's what that's what helps you find that. Out.
1: So you know, coming into October this year, like I said, you had the outfitting business that you're running, and you're probably starting to run hunts already in October and even September because your outfitter is in Kentucky, right? So you guys are hunt, yes, hunting sir. all through September. So yeah, velvet,
2: yeah, we had we had velvet hunts So starting September seventh. I mean, it was it was one hundred percent.
1: Yep, and it then in an, in Ohio where you're hunting Rocky, like you're not starting until basically October one, right? End of September.
2: Yeah, September, but I think it came in the twenty eighth or 29th or something this year. Yep.
1: Yeah. So coming into that, you know, what was your plan? Were Were you banking on having a couple days in October where you could get right in after him, or was it just focus on the cameras and the intel and then move from there?
2: Yeah. Um. I so me being a as big of a hunter as I am, when when me and my business partner make our schedule with, with guiding hunts. We try to leave us a week every month to, that we can get out.
3: Um,
2: and so I, I, I knew I had a few days, plus some, you know, there's single days here and there that I can just drive home and hunt. Um, and I mean, I was, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I It was very, it was very uh, over, overwhelming for me starting the season down there on September 7th. And then by the time season started here, and I realized like, damn, man, you're barely going to have time to hunt this deer. Yeah, um, you know, and so that was, you know, me being as much of a hunter as I am, I'm like, which, you know, I knew that going into the season, you know, everybody tells me this. And everybody's like, I can't believe you are doing it. Cause I'm much you like hunting. And I'm like, look, this is a dream of mine. You know, it's, I've wanted to do this my entire life. I'll, I'll find a way to make it, make it work. But going in October, I was like, Oh my God, how's this going to work? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, he actually did. And so I got pictures of him throughout September, you know, right at daybreak or right before dark, um, nothing in full daylight. And he finally broke daylight on October 6th. Uh, I, I wasn't here, uh, but he, uh, he, he broke daylight. And, uh, from that point on, man, I was, you know, I I told myself every waking moment that you're not outfitting and you have the chance to hunt, you better hunt. Yep. Um, you know, and because where he was at, he was actually on the property line, so I knew the neighbor knew of it. And that picture on October sixth was at four thirty at broad daylight, um, and then he was gone for two weeks. Well, two days after that picture, I got a message saying, "Hey." The neighbor just shot a uh, giant, um, you know, he, I think he shot your deer. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, why would you become an outfitter? You're a dumbass, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and he was gone for two weeks, man. Like, I I thought it was real. I never seen any picture, never seen nothing like that. But the neighbor's exact words was, I finally, I finally shot your buck. And and it was two weeks, man. And then finally, boom, he's back. And the day I the day that I got a picture of him, I can't remember what day it was. It was you know in the teens. Uh, I went hunting him the very next day, and I and that's when I seen him. Uh, I, I videoed him at, at seventy five yards. Uh, he never got any 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 closer to me. Um, but you know that 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 was like okay. Now now it's time to grind and get super aggressive, and you know.
1: So then October sixth comes around, and, and you think you think the neighbor shot him. Well, I guess the two weeks after that. So, like, you're in mid-October. You think he's gone. So then, yeah, so, so then what happened from there when you were, like, when he finally showed back up?
2: Well, in that two weeks, every day that I had off, I went to my other farms and uh, throwing out cameras, you know, grinding, trying to find another giant. And, uh, and then, you know, before I even got, maybe before I was even able to come back home and go check those other cameras, he was he was he was back.
1: Oh, okay, so he was back on the cameras, and so what did the neighbor end up shooting?
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Still to this day, part of me just thinks that in his mind, he was going to tell me, "Hey, I shot your deer, and I wasn't going hunting anymore." You know,
1: I gotcha. Um,
2: it's but I mean, anybody who knows me knows that that's the farthest thing from from what I would do. Right. Um, so, you know, it, if he did shoot a deer, I know what deer it is because he's been gone and uh but you know it is what it is i don't i don't really care because his his attitude about it and everything i was just kind of like you know what screw this dude
0: (laughs) yeah so
1: so he shows back up what is what is he doing is he in daylight is he after dark you know and what day was was it it
2: was it was that it was in it was midnight when he showed back up on camera and i want to say it was like this Seventeenth, eighteenth, it was somewhere right, right, right in there when he showed back up on camera.
1: Okay,
2: and, uh, and like I said, the very next day I went out and hunted and I seen him. Um, he was actually bumping does and and everything. Um, and I mean, dude, as soon as I seen him, I seen him from probably three hundred yards away, and he was he was in a scrape. And I I watched four other bucks before him that, that very evening hit that scrape. You know, so I got a pretty good idea. Looking that, looking that far, you know. All right, well, that's you know a two year old. I I know I know who, who he is. That's a, a three year old. I know who that is. Well, all of a sudden I look up and see this body in this straight, and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> like, that's that's a big deer. And he lifted his head up, man, and I was like, it's him. And he's walking in, and as soon as he hits, as soon as he scrape, he's walking right down the field edge to me, and I'm like, oh my god, it's about it's about to happen, and. Before he got to meet them, other bucks and does kind of stopped him, and they, they, they played around and whatever. But, uh, but yeah, that was that, that, was that whole, that whole uh, uh, day right there pretty much.
1: So you had one day to hunt, isn't that right? You had one, right when you got him on camera, you had one day you went up there and saw him. So yep. then what was your plan going into November? Because, I mean, your Kentucky hunts are going to start ramping up here too because of rut hunts. So how are
3: you balancing oh, yeah. well, this?
2: I went right back down there and I had hunts booked for, for two weeks straight, of course. And, uh, that was the most stressful, depressing two <laughs> weeks of my life. Uh, you know, cause I'm thinking to myself the whole time. I know you there, Yeah. you know? And I mean, it was, it was, it was rough, man. Uh, but we, we have, you know, we have some clients shoot some, shoot some really good deer. Um, you know, so that, that, that part's fun. It, it really takes your mind off, off, off of it, you know. Um, and then leading into November, I was super stressed, man, because I'm not, a, I hate rut. And people were like, how do you hate rut? Because I, I chase one specific deer, you know. Um, right. So rut, rut is a dangerous mixture for that. Um, and so I knew going back home, it was going to be rough. But, uh, I didn't, I didn't see him again. I didn't like, really, well, I take that back. On uh, November, I want to say, so last right season came in, the ninth in Kentucky. I want to say the eighth, seventh or eighth, is when he was standing under my tree stand 10 minutes after, after that.
1: And that was on, you had him on trail cam then? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, so, so,
2: so, so he, so he was on trail camera, you know, off and on during that whole time. Yep. Um, Nothing well, too consistent, know,
1: was, though. Like, he wasn't daylight frequent. Dude,
2: this deer didn't frequent anything. Yeah. I mean, he, he's just random as hell. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, he was under my under my tree and I'm like, dude, if this would have been, you know, 15 minutes earlier, I could have smoked this deer. Yep. Um, you know, um, that's, that's, that's what, that's when I'm like, man, I'm just going to start shooting a damn crossbow. <laughs> 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 no, but, uh, you know it's you know, and and at that point, you know, you're stuck. I Hell, I, I sat in my tree that night until like ten, um, because I didn't know where he was. I knew I knew he was there, and I'm on the edge of this cut cornfield and right up against real, real real thick bedding. And I'm like, dude, he could be 15, 20, 20, 20 yards from me, and I would never know.
3: Yeah, So um, you had to wait, so a while. I wait
2: until. Yeah, so I sat in my stand until ten, and. Got down with no flashlight or nothing. I left my I left my camera on up in the tree, all that, so I didn't have to make any extra noise, and uh, just got out of there. Went back the next day and actually pulled that set, and uh, that was, you know, that was kind of like a, you know, uh, uh, kicking me a shin, you know.
1: Yep. So what was your what was your idea of why pulling the set? Did you think it was not? hot or was it just kind of a coincidence that he was underneath that set
2: well i actually hang and bang almost every, every okay set. i got you. so I, I just didn't want to make all the extra noise that night knowing he was in there yep um so i just grabbed my bag my bow camera Ozonics, and just and just rolled out you know
1: yep i got you. so then you, you so this is the second time you've seen him now he's closer you know it just ran out of light so then yeah you know, going. So then, uh, when's the next time you saw him?
2: So then, uh, uh, so that was on. So okay, so that was the seventh. I know now because it came to the ninth in Kentucky. So the eighth, I was loading my truck up, and you know, getting my truck loaded up with everything I need for the for the for the next week of booking hunts or running hunts and everything. And uh, I look out in the fields. And he's thirty five yards from my from my tree stand
3: oh. <laughs> from
2: from a from a, a tree stand that I've had there since two thousand fifteen. Like I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man! I mean, granted, I, I wouldn't have I probably wouldn't have hunted that stand, but it's still like you got to be shitting me. Yep. He's out there in the field in broad daylight, walks thirty five yards from from my stand I've had there since two thousand fifteen, then walks down the fence line, and it's twenty yards from my from my. Uh, um, uh, elevated blind. And I'm oh, like, man. dude, I'm like, you, and I call my wife out there and my wife doesn't cuss. And she, I was like, look, she's like, what? I'm like, look at these binos, look out there right beside the blind. And she was like, holy shit. You know? <laughs> she was like, that's a big deer. You know? And, uh, I'm like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> so that was that. And, uh, so I went I went and you know, went and and got it hunts all week, whatever. Came back, um had him on camera, had him on camera, never seen him, never seen, him. and then my favorite my favorite week to hunt is is Thanksgiving week. That's I've killed a majority of my deer during that week.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um and I told everybody, um, I was like I'll see him this 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 week I had to, I had the week off and I did, uh, i seen him at a, about a hundred yards. He was in the same field as me. Um, he came out and fed in that field for 35, 40 minutes, man. And, uh, I, I, I got to film him. I got to film uh, a whole bunch. And when he came back into the, into the bedding area, he was angled towards me. So, you know, there, there I am again, you know, here, you know, it's about to happen. Yep. Here we go. Yeah. And, uh, nothing, <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Nothing, man. He, I know ne- I never seen him, but you know it's one of the nights that I'm like, dude, I know he's here. Yeah. Um. So I kind of sat it out a little bit. You know, sat there probably till eight or or eight thirty. Did the same thing. Grabbed on, grabbed my stuff, climbed out, went back the next day and pulled that set. Um. I don't normally do that, but knowing that he's... it was a small bedding area that I'm, I'm hunting, and knowing that he's in there, I just couldn't
3: change it.
1: Right. Yeah. So. You were hunting a lot of field edges, like you said. Like seventy percent of it's ag, so you don't have a lot of sets that you can get into the timber. Or did you think if it was going to happen, it was going to be on this field edge?
3: No,
2: I, I knew. I just knew where he was bedding, and I knew that where he was bedding, there was multiple other deer bedding does and small bucks. Yep. Know. And I knew if I pressed into which I did so twice, I pressed right into his bedding. Um, I mean, if well one night. Or one evening I knew he was in there. I pressed right in probably 50, 60 yards from where I knew he was betting, which is not crazy for me, dude. I've done that with uh my uh my uh, two thousand seventeen buck. I actually watched him stand up stand up out of his bed. Yeah. And uh so but it's so thick in there, man, that like at fifty yards you can't even see a deer. Okay. So um to me it's uh, going going into you know, that part of the season, you know, it's, it's rut and rut's just, just starting to taper off or, you know, and the one time I did go into the bedding, it was rut. Um, and the only reason I did that was my mindset behind that was the wind's right. It's rut. Maybe they won't care too much about the sound as long as I don't get winded or I don't get seen. Uh, you know, and so I went in there and I swore that it was him, man. I, I heard a here, get up out of his bed and I heard, you know, and he just, he just, you know, just start trotting off. But it was a deep grunt, you know, and I'm like, oh, that, that had to be him. Uh-huh. And, uh, but, you know, and I did hunt a lot of, you know, uh, a, a lot in, in the woods, uh, you know, um, but I just knew where he, where he was betting, so I was kind of just playing it, playing it somewhat safe of still being, you know, when when, when he walked out, it got to the point, to where I got him on a, on a decent enough pattern that when he walked out in, in that field, he was walking under under my stand. Yep. Um, and that's what I kept banking on. And I watched him do the same thing three or four times. So I knew. So the first time I seen him, um, where are at seventy five yards. Uh, when he was under my stand, when I filmed him feeding in the in in, in the field. Uh, when I seen him out in the field by the elevated blind, all that was within a hundred yards. Okay. So I knew that area is where I needed to be.
1: So he's living in basically uh, a pretty small area.
2: Yeah. It's about 25 to 30 to 30 acres of something that I call like, uh, like almost like rabbit brush. It's real thick, you know?
1: Yep. I, I know what you mean.
2: And, uh. So I, I knew where he was. In. If he gonna come out in that field, I knew where he was because the other guys that hunt this field actually hunt that same line, that same uh, field edge, but about two hundred fifty to three hundred yards down.
3: And okay, like I said,
2: they don't pay. They don't pay attention to wind. They they hunt they hunt on a ladder stand all stuff. So I know he knew better than to the walk out there.
1: Yep. So yeah. they were almost helping you in a way without even knowing it.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, you know. And you know, and I try to help you guys. You know, like, look, you guys got to start hunting the winds. Pay attention to the winds before you come out. You know, you guys got multiple lighter stands you can hunt. You know, and I try to help them, but they they don't they don't listen, and I'm I'm tired of trying to teach them. So
3: right,
1: yep. Yeah. So we're we're Thanksgiving week right now, and you saw him again, but just mm-hmm. not close enough. So going into January was your game plan the same? Did you have any more hunts booked for? You know that you're running Kentucky, or were you pretty much winding
2: down? Yeah, so we had hunts booked. Uh, we have a regular season in uh, December, so we had all that booked up, plus the holidays. Um, but again, like I said, he would go through periods when he would disappear for a week or two. So the week before Christmas and the week of Christmas, he wasn't here. Okay, uh, which would kind of kind of scare me because our gun season is the first week of December, and then two weeks later, it's that weekend. So. We just had two gun seasons, pretty much, and he was gone. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm freaking out.
3: Okay. And,
2: uh, but I knew if somebody shot him, I would hear about it. Yep. You know? And so I'm freaking out, freaking out, like he's not here. I don't know what to do, you know. And my wife knows the same song and dance every single year. I'm just like, I get all down. I'm like, babe, it's over. Like, he's yep. life, you know, <laughs> and just like, she's like, shut up. He's like, you do this every year, just calm down. He's not dead, blah blah blah. I'm like, he's dead. It's it's done. <laughs> and uh and then he showed back up uh I wanna say December 29th. For, okay, for so only, he was
1: but, basically gone the month of December.
2: Yeah, well the last two weeks of it, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean pretty I mean you know, right there. And uh, he showed up at night time and I'm sorry, that was the 28th. He showed up at night time, and he showed up the morning of the 29th before daylight, and then boom, gone again. And I'm like, geez, you know? yeah. But that at least I knew he was still alive, you know. And that morning I shot him, which was January 3rd. Um. I left the house to go get me and my me and my wife and daughter uh breakfast. And
1: this is January 3rd.
2: Yes, January 3rd. So you did you weren't planning on
1: hunting that morning then.
2: No, I so I don't I don't hunt mornings here on in any type of farmland because you do more damage than than good. I feel like there's all these gear out in the, in the fields. Yep. So you kinda of jump you, you kinda of booger up your good evening spot if you try to hunt it in, in the morning. Yeah. I've just noticed that. Um, I don't really hunt mornings. Uh, sometimes during a rut. I, I I will. Um, but I didn't plan on hunting that, that morning. And um so I was went to go get breakfast and I drive past that bedding area and uh, forty yards off the road he's standing there.
1: Uh, there. By himself.
2: By himself. And I'm like, I'm gonna kill that deer today. And in the forecast was a hard rain. It started at noon. It was pouring rain at, starting at starting at noon. So, you know, I'm driving to get breakfast just Jones, you know. Yeah. Just uh just jacked up, you know. Mine's racing, I'm texting all my all, all my buddies, sending them, you know, maps with you know, I'm, I'm color coding where he's bed and where I've seen him, all this stuff and I'm just everybody's like, I don't know, man, you know, the, the wind isn't I mean, the wind was good, but it wasn't the best. It's pouring rain. Uh, I actually video hunt, so you know, the pouring rain kind of kind of stops that, you know. Um, and it was fifty-two outside on January third.
1: It's warm. And
2: <laughs> I was like, man, I was like, I'm going, I'm, I'm going after. Well, I went and got breakfast and everything, come back, and then me and my wife and daughter drove into town to go to uh, go shopping. You know, and uh, we're just we're just kind of shopping, hanging out, and I'm kind of debating like, man, it is gonna rain. I don't know if I should go, blah blah blah. Then about noon, we're staying I'll never forget it, man. We were standing in, in, uh, I think it was Holly Lobby, and I'm like, all right, you need to hurry up. And I got to
3: hunt.
2: And she was like, what? I'm like, you gotta hurry up because I gotta go hurt Yeah. And uh she's like, you can't just decide. I was like, I just decided it. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, today is the day. I feel it. Well, we got home. I showered up, you know, got dressed, rolled out. And, um, that evening, the first year walked in about 3.45. So, is it and,
1: raining right now, then? Did the forecast stay true? Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pouring rain, dude. Okay. It's pouring rain. And, uh, um... So the first we walked in about three forty-five, and it was it was two two yearlings and, and, and a doe, and it came from the direction that I thought he would that, that he would have came And they're walking in all slow and timid, and I'm like, oh, he's got to be with me. he's got to be with me. and he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and so twenty-five minutes later, those those kind of work off Well, come the opposite way, come come a spike and a uh, four point. You know, and I'm like, oh, he's, he's got to be with him. He's got to be with him. Yep. And he, and he, and he, he was. So I'm like, God, man, you got to be shitting and, uh And then I see this pinpoint come from the same direction that them does did, and he's all by himself. And he's he's coming, he's he's walking in, and I'm like, man, there's no way he's all by himself. There's no way. I'm like, it's late. You know, it's January. You don't, you don't really see that a whole lot. Yep. And about the time he got about 25 yards from me, way back in that bedding, I saw Rocky's head turn, and, dude, I lost my shit. (laughs) Uh, You know, because it's just one of those moments like you just know, you know? Yep. And uh, I'm I'm pretty stone cold when it comes to shooting deer. You know, I've I've shot, you know, a lot of good deer. And when I saw that, my, my heart started racing so fast that everything just went black. Yep. Like I like I so I had to look down and gather myself. You know, when I and I I looked back up slowly and nothing. I didn't see anything. So I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. And you know, watching, watching, watching. Finally he takes that big that big sweeping step that, you know, these these bigger deer takes. And I'm like, Oh hell yeah. Dude, and it took him forty minutes to get to thirty yards. Man. I mean just grueling, man, grueling. It's pouring rain. I'm getting soaked. I I can't run my big camera, but I put my GoPro on my camera on and actually turned it on.
3: Yeah. Um. So,
2: you know, I'm just getting poured on, poured on, poured on. Finally, he gets within 30 yards, and he wouldn't give me the shot. You know, he was kind of angled to me real, like, like, real hard. Well,
3: I mean, dude, he wouldn't
2: give me the shot for nothing. And, you know, I waited probably eight. 10 minutes and I'm like, dude, I got to make something happen. It's going to, it's going to get dark soon. You know, I won't be able, you know, I I got this is my chance. It's January 3rd, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. uh, Finally, I'm like, look, I know I can hit, I can hit the back of his lung and and his, and his liver and I'll find him tomorrow. Like I knew, I knew I could pull it off. Well, you know, here I am soaked and I wear, uh, uh, yeah uh, so it's like that, like Berber stuff. Yep. So, I, I weigh about three, about three hundred pounds. <laughs> yep. And uh, I go to draw my bow back, and there's a branch right, right, right behind my, uh, my, my arm. And as I pull back, my elbow kind of rubs that branch, and it's not even loud, man. I mean, it's quiet, and it's pouring rain. So it's you know, and it just, just a little bit. He and he looked right at me.
1: Oh man!
2: I'm like. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. So I just finished drawing. I'm like, you know, it's, it's one of them, you know,
1: Yeah. just keep it's, going.
2: It's, it's all or nothing right now. Yep. And I draw back, you know, and I'm, I'm stone cold, you know, and he's looking at me and I put that, I put it right where I want it, man. And I shoot. And when I shoot, he ducks and I spined him. I hit it right where I was aiming just high. Yep. And, uh, I spined him. He dropped right there. I threw another arrow in. I actually, I shoot. I shoot sitting down. I don't shoot standing up. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I actually had to get down all my platform and shooting, him, shooting him the, uh, the the a second time and finished him off right there.
1: Oh and, my uh, gosh, man, dude!
2: <laughs> after that journey and like pulling pulling off back to back giants like that, man, it was just like, oh my god, unbelievable. Like, I, I lost, I lost. So, like I cried whenever I shot Papa, like, and when when I shot Rocky, I more than cried. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, because I shot Papa with 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 a gun. I both hunted hard for him, you know, you know, but I shot him with with a gun, and it was kind of like, you know, I don't gun hunt. That was the first gun. I was the first gun kill in this state that I had in like ten years.
1: Yeah, that's and, crazy.
2: And I'm like, man, I was like, yeah, it was my goal to shoot a giant with 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 with, with a bolt with or with a bow, and it, I wanted to be rocky, of course, and no other deer mattered. Um, and I passed a couple good deer throughout the season. I passed probably one forties, and I passed a hundred fifties. I promised a neighbor I, I, I wouldn't shoot that I knew he wouldn't do the same for me, but you
3: know, You're right. it is yep. what it is. Yep. Um,
2: so. You know, man, to just finish it off like that. Yeah, I wasn't too proud of the shot, but you know, uh, it it was cool, man. It was it was a very uh, like crazy feeling. I just, I remember just sitting there and it's pouring rain, dude, like pouring rain. I'm just sitting there, like, holy shit, I did it. this happen. And I'm just saying I'm just standing at it, you know. That's just like awesome. a Completely, you know, when these moments happen. We put so much effort into them and try so hard for it to happen that we kind of don't really get to enjoy it, you know, all the time because it's so fast paced. Um,
1: I agree. It happened to me this year, man. You put so much pressure on yourself in the moment, oh, and it's dude. like you really have to take a second to reflect on it. And luckily, mine was filmed, so when I edited the episode, it like I got to relive it and like feel that again, you know. And it was my best year ever. I mean, it's a 186 inch stud you know, and
2: yeah. I got to relive oh, that. Deer, it was great. Your deal was like, friggin' job, John. <laughs> <laughs> like, and probably hands down, one of the coolest bucks I've probably ever seen. Yeah, but, uh, I,
1: everybody tells me that. It's it's unbelievable the character he's got. But anyway, back to what you're doing. It's not me, not my show, yours.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, but I just kind of sat there, man, and, and I really got to enjoy, you know, the fact that, I, sure. that I, I killed him, you know, and, and, that to me meant the world to me, man. But yeah. I, you know, I'm getting to the point in my in my hunting, you know, you know, that I can sit down and enjoy it.
3: Yeah, know?
2: it's not just like oh, I'm I'm like Joe Johns and then you shoot one and you just flip out because you actually did it. Like it was like, like I, I could breathe, man. Yeah, know? exactly. And, yeah. Uh, and I just you know I I think yeah you know, I sat there and I, I I thank God I thank everybody you know because it's just like I didn't think that I would be able to start. Guiding hunts and live that and dream, and then still get to live a dream of shooting giants. Man, I, I was like that, that. That just doesn't happen. You got yeah. best
1: of both worlds.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, and I mean, I, I mean, the past year, dude. I, I mean, hell, the past, I'll say this: I'm 28 years old, and for the past 28 years of my life, I've been blessed to be able to even be here and, and chase these deer and do everything that I that I'm able to do, man. But this past year, oh man, I'm I'm, I'm, so, I'm so thankful for it, you know
1: yeah well you've worked your tail off man and i want to tell you first and foremost congratulations on that and you just you capped off another awesome year and you you're on a you're on a four-year heater heater right now <laughs> you got yeah, well, uh, in,
2: in, in you those got, four years i've killed uh i've killed seven bucks i've killed uh three out of state and uh but and just off this farm in four years the four deer i've shot totals out to 642 inches
1: yeah, that's unbelievable, man. And all within like 120 acres. That's that's a yeah. pretty small area for for the bucks that you're pulling them, out of there. Two of them out
2: of the very same tree.
1: That's crazy. Just crazy, man. That's why I love whitetails. You know, that's it's oh, yeah. it's so cool and year after year it's different. There's some similarities, but it's just different. It just keeps me coming back for more, you know, and
2: uh, I, yeah, I love well, it. I mean, that's why I chase single deer, man, because that's what makes it different. Yep. All these deer got a, a different personality, a different way of doing things and it's kinda like, you know, that's you know, you'll you'll I, I you've you've heard me say it, and you see me post about it all the time, like, it's chess, man. It's the greatest chess match ever. Yep, for sure. You know? Yeah. And uh to to be able to, you know, pick one deer out and have the confidence to tell people I'm gonna kill him. And then to actually work your butt off, you know, put your put every bit of knowledge you have into it, your time. You know, pe- people don't. Everybody wants to kill big deer, but not everybody wants to put the time in to kill big big uh big deer. Right. You know? Yep. It's a it's a three hundred sixty five day a year job. It is know? man, and it's you know as much effort and time as I put into it. You know, I'm I'm like I said, I'm twenty eight. I've killed a lot lot of good deers, and you know people ask me like, "Well, you know, what are are you going to do?" You know, and I'm like, "I'm just getting started. (laughs) Yeah, just keep
1: uh, just keep going, man. Keep hunting. (laughs)
2: Yeah, man. And I mean, this year um, on on a couple of different farms, I I got to pick which 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 one I want. I'm torn, but I'm going to have a deer that's 180. I'm going to have a deer that's right around 200, maybe a little bit more, Um, and it's it's going to be, and I've also put a little, uh, a little kicker in it this year. I'm I think I'm going full trap. Oh,
1: so, don't do uh, that just yet. Don't don't put that out to the public yet. Oh <laughs> uh, man,
2: I, I, I I'm re- I'm really thinking. I I mean I, it all depends, you know. Um, but I'm really thinking about it. I'm not 100 percent on it yet, but man, I'm I'm playing with the, with it, with that idea hard.
1: Yep. Well, if you want to make it harder, do that because you only got shots up to twenty-five yards.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I've shot a trap since I was like sixteen, off, yep. off and on. And you know, it's just uh, it's something I've always wanted to do. And I told, and I kind of spoke out of context this year and told my buddies, if I shoot Rocky with a bow, I'll go trap next year. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, uh oh. And it's like, well, you know, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and. Yep. uh but I mean, you know, and, and that's what I like, though, the challenge, man. Um, yep. You know, I if I would have had a travel with me, I I could have, I definitely could have, could have, could have shot him.
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe
2: not at that angle. I'd have been a little weird, but yardage. Uh, my 2016 mm-hmm. buck, the first buck I shot off this farm, I shot him at like 16 yards or 18 yards. My 2017 know, buck, I shot at 20 yards. Um, you know, so. It's not that crazy, but on top of being the if I do go trad, on top of being trad, it's still going to be what I do best, and that's taking out one single beer and going after him.
3: Yep, for so, sure.
2: You know, so it's going to be twice as hard on top of outfitting because now we're even bigger. We're like ninety five percent booked this uh, this the season. Yeah, so, you know, so it's like, uh, you know, why not? Why not just give do it up, man. Well, yeah. hopefully this time <laughs>
1: next year we're going to be able to do this annual podcast again for the third time. And uh, maybe you got uh, another big one down with the trad bow, so we can look forward to that.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that'll be, if I shoot one with a trad bow, if I shoot an, another mega and it's, and it's with a trad bow, I think I'm going to just start, like, you know, deer hunting or something. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just kind of, like, take a break for a second. But,
3: yep.
2: you know, but, but luckily, you know, with me out sitting in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a different state, I'm able to, uh, you know, shoot shoot deer in two different states and follow two two different deer. So I kind of told myself, like, maybe down there I'll, I'll, I'll hunt with a with trap though, because I'll have more opportunities. Yep. Um, and more deer to, to actually chase. Because right, right now we're sitting at, like, 26,000 acres.
1: Yep. So, so you got a lot of ground I can, I to be can, able to play with.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can afford to mess up down there. Here, if on if I am chasing another one eighty to two hundred, I don't really want to play with that too much. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't blame you, man.
2: Um, but I mean, hell, if, if I kill a trad buck down there and shoot one with a compound here, that's that's still a, a you know heck yep. of a season.
1: Well, cool, man. I gotta. I'm gonna have to cut you loose here. We uh, are up on time. I want to thank you for coming out and doing this again and. Hopefully we can get you oh, out yeah, again man. and do a do a third annual about another giant. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean,
2: that's, I mean we'll, we'll, you just go ahead and uh, uh, mark it down. Let's book <laughs> it.
1: Let's book it. All right, man. Well, you have a good All rest right, of your brother. day, and I appreciate you coming on, man.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you.
1: And there you have it. I mean, pretty crazy story, right? So last year when he actually killed the deer that he names Papa's Pride, which is in episode 62, this deer that he killed this year, he passed up this deer that he killed this year, at like i don't know what do you say 15 to 20 yards away a couple times like that's crazy that was it was a huge deer but that just goes to show you how you know how motivated he is just to you know stay focused on one deer i mean i couldn't do that there's no way in heck i could have done that but i guess if i had a 190 inch deer running around and you knew he was pretty safe and and you could get on him I, i guess i would be doing that as well but I, I give it to Cameron. He he's got his stuff so dialed, man, and he's a good dude to talk to. Solid guy, and uh, I appreciate him coming on and doing this. And again, I want to reiterate: thank you guys for the support and listening to the podcast, downloading. And I'm gonna say it one more time: go and leave a five star rating and uh, leave some feedback. I really appreciate it. So, thank you guys, and don't forget the Hambino episode, seven o'clock p.m. Eastern on the Kiefer Brothers YouTube channel on Thursday night. So go check that out. Let me know what you guys think. So thanks, guys, and we'll talk to you next week.